to God. <clears throat> glory to God. Glory to God. Ooh. My. My. My, my. Heaven is talking to us today. Excuse me. My, 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 my. <clears throat> Glory to God. How we thank you, Lord. I've got another little uh, segment here. I don't, <laughs> as you see, the last exhortation was attended to by signs and miracles, and it's happening even now. I've got another little segment to attend to by the Holy Ghost before I get into what I think is the actual teaching to cement, to lift us up, to impart to us what we have to have, to experience all that God has and what He's saying about this time, this year, this decade. But I have something to say to you that's happening in the crowd and will begin to happen now. I hear it in my spirit. It's the year of the great lifting up. I hear it in my spirit, the year of the great lifting up. And I would like to uh, have them put a verse on the screen. It's Acts chapter 3, verse 6. And I would like to uh, make a point about this. <clears throat> it says, then Peter said. Now, most of us are familiar enough with these verses to know because I'm looking around and I do know that our ministry is not only to the unevangelized, unheard masses. Our world, the world's our pulpit. You know, we've been on six continents and now more than ever, we're literally going for that harvest. Yes, we are. But if I would say equally impassioned to do that and something that we've devoted our life to, especially as you see with the ministerial affiliation, the leadership there, the churches and what we do in the churches, the body of Christ has got to come up. And part of our assignment is to mature them, to equip them for the work of the ministry. So I'm assuming now, cutting to these scriptures very quickly, that most of the people that are watching and are part of this today know the context. The bottom line is Jesus has been resurrected. Peter and John, after the upper room filled with the Holy Ghost and all the other apostles are carrying his name and working great miracles. And this particular day, they're going to the hour of prayer in the temple and they pass a man that was begging and he had been begging there for many years. Jesus himself went through this gate and the scripture tells us here in a few minutes, which we're not going to read, that the man was over 40 years old and he was born this way. So this man has been in this condition born this way for over 40 years. Yes, sir. Are you listening to me? Yes, sir. For over 40 years. And I heard the Spirit of God say, you need to let the people know they need to start embracing this. Then Peter said, because he was begging, and he looked at them to receive something of them, because Peter said, look on us. And when he looked up and gave them attention, this beggar who was crippled, born this way, unable to walk, Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name. In the name. Now I'm going to point out some, some words here. In the name of Jesus 
Christ of Nazareth, rise! You see the word rise? I'm talking about the year of the great lifting up. God wants to bring your life up to the place where you should be walking. You've been walking below what you were created to be. So in the name mm, of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk on that level. Glory be to God. Make a quality decision right now to rise up to the place you're supposed to be walking with God. Amen. Every human has spiritual, has enough emotional and spiritual hits in life that often the devil doesn't need much help to cripple their forward motion. They halt between two opinions or their supplies are tied up where two ways meet. And, and, and it needs to be loose. They need to be free. It's time to go. You understand? Yes, so notice what it says. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Next verse. And he took him by the right hand and say those three words. Say it again. Say it again. I'm going to tell you the name of Jesus has all the power necessary, all the lifting power in it necessary to lift your life up where it ought to be. His name is synonymous with resurrection. His name is synonymous with rising. His name is synonymous with being raised. His name is synonymous with him being lifted up. He got that name when he took the highest seat. It's the most excellent name. It's the power, the resurrection power. In other words, the spirit that raised Jesus shall now make alive and raise up your mortal body. Glory be to God. Now hear the Lord saying to me, this man, and we're not going to read it for time's sake, but this man had been this way for over 40 years. And I keep hearing this phrase, miracles, sudden miracles, that people have been waiting for for a long time. Now when you're talking about lifetime dreams, 2022, the year your lifelong dreams will come true. 2022, the year your lifelong dreams. That means you've been waiting a long time for some things. And I hear about the man at the pool of Bethesda, John 5, where he said, Jesus, knowing he had been a long time in that case, and in his case was 38 years. Now, I can take you through the Word and give you some more, but that would probably be sufficient enough to say, well, I, I think about this. Here's another one. The woman that was bowed over the spirit of infirmity in the Gospel of Luke, Jesus seeing her, said, woman, daughter, thou art loosed from thine spirit of infirmity, from thine infirmity, and pop, 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 crack, she could in no wise lift up herself. She could not lift herself up. She could in no wise lift up herself. But pop, 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 immediately she was made straight after 18 years. 18 years. He said three things about her 
Ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, having been bound by Satan, lo, these 18 years, be loosed on the Sabbath day? And that's just very simple. He said, she's a daughter of Abraham. Satan's the one that bound her. She ought to be loosed. And in specific, on the Sabbath day. When we gather, there's an anointing here to lift you up. To raise you up out of your bent over condition. To take you out of your crippling hit. To, rest to restore your path quickly, suddenly, supernaturally. Even if what happened has taken a long time. We are in the year. And it's not just a year, but I'm going to keep calling it that because it's, we're in this year. But this is the, this is the time. I may, I, I may even adjust it to say it so I can get that inside your spirit. Because he's not going to finish with the calendar year. Yes, sir. We are in the time. The last hour before the return of the Lord of the great lifting up. And we know that because he said when gross darkness comes over the world, first thing he said to the church was, rise. Rise and shine, your light has come. Something about light that lifts you up. Something about light that causes a rising. So I'm just telling you, I see it by the Spirit. Same thing we did with our kids. It's time, high time. I think of times, and you know, a couple of weeks ago, I think it was, I couldn't remember who, who, who the Holy Spirit spoke to. It's about time the church prospers. And it dawned on me after that when I went back to my notes, Brother David got up and talked about it, but he didn't say, well, it was me he gave it to. He just didn't say that. But I realized it was him the Lord said that to. Amen. And that's why the anointing came so strong in that morning when God speaks something to you, it's from the Holy Ghost. It's about time the church prospers. Yes. Holy Ghost said that. Yes. It's about time you have this. It's about time for your breakthrough. I'm telling you, no more of this mess. By the time you start drawing some lines in the sand, by the blood of the Lamb. Praise the Lord. So, long time miracles. That's one of the seven harvests. Harvest for those that have been waiting a long time. Remember that? The Lord promised that? It's going to be done supernaturally. Now, receive yours. What you've been walking through is taking too long. He wanted you to have it long ago. Stop waiting on God. You're not waiting on Him. He wanted you to have it long ago. In the name. Daniel, live this time. In all natural ways, you would say, I'm accomplished. Uh, I, I have talents, gifts, I'm using them, going around the world. Uh, you know, God's been good to me. I've become, but no, no. All of the things that would flutter around in your mind, your soul, your emotions, the air of the past, it's time. It's time for a clearing of it to cut you loose to the future. That does not define you. You are not that. You hear me? You are not that. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Oh, glory be to God. I'm telling you, this is huge. 
If we can't deal with some of these things, we can never go forward. We have to adopt a new set of thinking. So, Father, in the name, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up, be lifted up, and begin to walk, and begin to walk, and begin to walk where you were destined to walk. Now, I'm expecting absolute miracles, Lord. You know what? I'm telling you, there's just as great as there's a move among the young, there's going to be a phenomenal move among the elderly. And, and here's what I mean by that. There are great miracles that they've never really, they've, I'm talking about little simple uh, people that are faithful and come and gone from church and live their whole lives but never really got hold of the fullness. And don't really know how to believe God. And, in, and God is going to, before they go to heaven, prove to them how powerful, how awesome, how mighty. And I'm telling you, Abraham at 100 years old is our example. Faith ought to get stronger when you get older than it was when you were younger. And your chronological age has nothing to do with this great lifting up. Glory be to God. If you've spent a lifetime serving God, it's time for harvest. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. I, I heard the Lord say this to me and then I'll move along here unless he tells me something else. But you know, the world has these things that they understand. And I'm going to just use uh, arts and media and I'm going to use athletics and it'll be very brief and you'll get it when I use it. But they have a thing like even Hollywood or whatever or the Actors Guild or whatever it is. They have a thing and they call it a Lifetime Achievement Award. Have you ever noticed where they, they take the... Now, an athlete does the same thing. I remember years ago, I was talking to... An, uh, I had the privilege to minister to a, a, quite a number and have over the years uh, professional athletes. And one of the things they will all say is everybody talks about that one play or that one championship or, yeah, let me see your ring. But a real true athlete that understands the craft will say, no, that's, to me, that's not the accomplishment. The accomplishment is the whole body of my work. I stayed 10 or 12 or 15 or 18 years in the league and I played at a high level consistently. Now, the Lord is talking to me about lifetime achievement awards in the spirit. I'm telling you something's going on here because it accrues. I mean, if you, they, they, they say that if you save, you know, if you're 18 years of age, I don't know how the math works out on this, but if you save $1 a day, by the time you retire, you, you have a million. And that has to do with compound interest. It accrues over time. Your faith works that way. Your faith works that way. You need to understand what's going on here. There's some Lifetime Achievement Awards coming. It's not that one moment. It's the body of work. That's why that angel appeared to Cornelius and said, Your alms, plural, and your prayers, plural, have come up as a memorial. It wasn't that one prayer. See, what we want is, what did Cornelius pray? Let's get everybody around. Let's pray what he prayed and get that angel to come to us too. That angel didn't break through because he prayed a magical prayer or, 
or craftily, eloquently said it one way. It's because he had a lifetime. Cornelius was the guy in Luke 7 that built out of his own pocket the synagogue that Jairus was the, was the ruler of. So Jairus' daughter was raised from the dead. Huh? And, the, and this Cornelius was the Roman centurion that sent to Jesus and said, come and raise up my son. He said, he's worthy of it. He's built, he loves our nation and has built us a synagogue. So now when Jesus was raised from the dead, book of Acts happens and his disciples carry on. See, this is something you've got to understand. There's going to be some massive supernatural I'm talking about almost otherworldly visitations like Paul going to Damascus. It happened to Cornelius. The whole Gentile world opened up and he didn't accept him as the Messiah under his earthly ministry. He didn't accept him as Messiah during the first 10 years of church history. But he watched and watched and watched and watched until there came a day when because of the power and the integrity and the consistency and the faithfulness and the undeniable miracles, he got to a place where he could no longer deny that the Roman army couldn't do it and Caesar couldn't do it and everything else he tried didn't work and his training couldn't do it. And finally he said, he's got to be the Messiah. He must have been raised from the dead because his followers are doing the same thing he did in his name. This is, it took him 20 years, but bam, he got born again by an angelic visit. And he opened the entire Gentile world. And with that, Peter's ministry went from a national one to international overnight. And the way that happened was a vision where a net came down and Peter saw it lifted up, lifted up, lifted up. Glory to God. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Father, we lift up our lives to you as a sweet smelling savor and a sacrifice. And, uh, I know many can't say this, and there's going to be mercy miracles. But Father, we just simply say what David said of old. Look, look, behold. Behold how we love your law. Behold how we have done our best to serve you in the midst of a world that's going to hell in a handbasket and how dysfunctional it is. Lord, I just know you're faithful. I just know you're faithful. And I thank you for these Lifetime Achievement Awards that are coming. It's going to be awesome breakthroughs. Supernatural miracles. Wonderful things are happening today in Jesus' name. There's a great promotion in the room. I believe it with all my heart. Now I say, I, I don't care how long I've been waiting. Say it. My miracle manifestation is at hand. Whoa! Whoa, there it is right there. Whoa, it went right there. You feel it go through the room? It just went through the room. Woo! It just went through the room. Whoa! I believe I received that. I know I have that. Woo! Hey! Go! I have my glory! Now you need to get settled right now that if God has promised and is surely going to visit your kids, aren't you one of his kids? So why wouldn't he visit you? Oh, glory. Ha, 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 ha,
Glory be to God. 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 Brede masute la caso poprato colopo pradano motoke la grista magande belefo robosto facato. Uh, this is very, very unusual. I just saw the flash in the spirit. I'm going to obey God. Please be seated. Uh, come here, Ashley. I want you to stand right there on that step right in the center. This is stunning. Uh, this is rare. Uh, face them, please. Glory be to God. You have no idea what I'm about to do. I, I didn't have any idea I was about to do this. I'm obeying God. I love obeying God. Glory be to God. We, uh, we have a situation with our body, which uh, the Lord has just told us to kind of get involved with and care about and take care of. And uh, this is really supernatural. Once again, it's unusual. Understand, heaven's the source. People have to use their faith. A man ought to work. If he doesn't work, he shouldn't eat. You get all of those things about how it works. So the church is not a welfare agency, and we're not communists where everybody shares and shares alike. But when the Holy Ghost moves upon a body, sometimes there's something he wants to do, and it triggers supernatural harvest and miracles and all that. She has been blessed. We've, we've walked with Ashley, uh, and she's very, very dear to us in a special covenant relationship. And we've watched her grow and become and come into destiny, and there's much more for her to come. And, and of course, been faithful. And I mean, been at it and gotten a new vehicle. And she's got a vehicle that's worth uh, a good little bit. Uh, and she was looking to sell it. And um, it just really never sold, just never sold. And, um, and so we talked about it. And I knew in my spirit that, and I don't mind telling you who it is because it's just right. Um, there's a couple in our church that's been all summer in an unreliable transportation that's serving us back in children's church ministering to your kids right now. And all this 100 degree heat, no air in that vehicle, all those kind of things, and no way to take care of it and for a while I've been carrying it in my spirit and I thought this is wrong. Body needs to take care of itself and Ashley's got a wonderfully reliable truck uh, that could be a blessing to them and I was, she knows this and she can tell you this, I was totally prepared because the ministry is just going to do it. We do these things all the time. The scripture says when you, when you sow or give or have alms you just don't make all that public. So we just don't make it public. So you can know the Holy Ghost had to really show me this right here, right now, very clearly, or I wouldn't be doing this. Because they'd have got it, and y'all would have never known unless somebody told you, because we were going to purchase her truck and sow it to them. And here's the thing. Well, because it was our heart to do that, it came in her heart to reduce. Her part of her seed was reducing the price down to about, half of what was said she could get for it. So she's sowing not quite 50%, probably. I don't know, I haven't done the math. or somewhere in there. And so we agreed. I said, you know, that seems fair. That seems right in my spirit. But now the Lord is saying to me, I don't want you doing all that by yourself. And you, she's standing here because the Lord told me that here's what we're going to do. 
for the balance now will make up the difference. And if or it's over the amount, we'll, we'll, we'll do what's right by all that, right? But we're going to go with the agreed amount you and I talked about, purchase that truck, okay? But instead of just the ministry just buying it and blessing and under the radar, the Lord wants the people involved. And I could see that. But he wants you to know that in many ways it's like a twice-sown seed. So what I'm saying is, is it's going to do something in your spirit when you see this money start falling at your feet. Because it's going to be through the church for the purchase of that truck. You see, but it's for them. And he just wants you to know that not only is he going to take care of what's coming to you or your life, but because you've been willing to sow. There's going to be a lot of money in your life, more than what you need, that's going to flow through you. And he's given you a sign and a wonder that you're not just going to have your needs taken care of, but you're going to be a great giver because he's going to bless you. It's just, it's just God's doing something in front of the people. You understand. He's doing, you can feel it inside you now. You feel that anointing. It's just all over you. It's because the blessing of the Lord makes rich. And when you see yourself with more than enough, you become a giver. Woo-wee, <laughs> glory to God, glory to God. Blessed be the name of the Lord, what a joy. And it does help us here with all these offerings moving around here, it does help us keep them separated for accounting purposes too. Father, thank you for what you're doing here. Glory to God, thank you Lord for what you're doing. Now, you know, I'm going to say something else. I questioned, they're back there with Children's Church and I almost wondered, should somebody go get her? And should we? But the Lord said no. He said, I, this is also a sign. You see, the Bible talks about demonstration of the Spirit and power. You need to know God's working on your harvest while you're working for Him. You need to understand, you don't have to know. All you got to do is do what he tells you to do. You don't have to know how. You don't have to know how's that coming. You don't have to know how's that taking place. She's not supposed to be out here even knowing this. She'll find out about it after service, I suppose. And so will he. <laughs> Surprise! Woo! And Father, we ask you to help us even do the minor repairs and everything so that it's the best seat it could be yes. to get into their hands, as reliable as it can be. Yes. And we thank you, Father, that you're going to bring a great harvest to Axel for her part in this seat. Yes. Yes. A hundredfold harvest to the people off of their part in this seat and blessing the ministry for our part in the seed, whatever that may be. And we thank you for a kingdom need being met in Jesus' name. Well, glory to God. Give the Lord a shout today. Hallelujah. You receive that, Ash? You receive that, folk? Woo! Blessed be the name of the Lord. Why don't you do this and uh, just take that with you right there. Where are you sitting? Right over here? I want to preach over it. So you just kind of tuck it under your chair. It'll be safe. And that way, just in case there's somebody that's a little late filling out something, they can swing by and pop it in there. Glory to God. Woo! Oh, I'm happy. How about you? I don't, in my heart, I'm sensing it might not be someone in the room, but uh, 
And, of course, all things can have double meanings. They can be spiritual and or natural. And, but I just, and I happen to be looking this way, so I don't necessarily, often when that happens, it's somebody in that section. But I sense in my spirit, this could definitely be somebody online. Uh, but I heard the Spirit of God say, hearts being healed. I mean, while that offering was going on, somebody's heart just started beating right. They just. <sighs> you know, I saw a connection. And uh, so we agree with you. Put your hands on up. We're just going to seal this now. And this will not manifest ever again. I know that there's more than one person. And I heard the Spirit of God say to me, the reason I did that over their offering is because where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Yes, sir. Yes. See, you have to understand, if you're not a... There's a divine connection to you giving in your heart. If you have a giving heart like that man, he'll set it beating right. Because see, every time you sow a seed, see, you, you, have, you only have what's in your hand. But when you release what's in your hand, it causes God, enables him by covenant to release what's in his. And you don't have a new heart in your hand, but you have a seed to bless somebody else that will bless their heart and get the gospel going. But he's got a new heart in his hand. Sure you can. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. In the name of Jesus. In the name, hang on. Stay right there. Stay right there. Um, I've got something to read to you. Miss Jackie, are you in the room? I thought I saw you. Is it okay if I read this letter? I apologize. Somehow that card got tucked down in my bag and literally, and it had Lori's name up. We literally just got it this morning because I found it in my bag. So thank you for your patience. I'd have said something before now. But when it happened, it was supernatural, and she read it. I want you all to listen to this, and then, if, huh? You put it in there. You the man. He the messenger. Well, you know, it shows you. Okay. So it's a praise report, because I remember, did I wear a cloth that day, Miss Jackie, while I was preaching? That's what happened. Um, I was under the anointing wearing a cloth and, of course, ministering, prophesying, praying for the sick. And um, it's a praise report here. It says, Dear Precious Pastors, the call I got from my mother was that of a glass overflowing, pure joy, thanking me for the prayer cloth. From the day she got it, bad coughing stopped. She had been sleeping the best she could, like in a recliner, couldn't breathe lying down. She hadn't been able to sleep all night in years from the time she got the prayer cloth. She slept all night long. She kept saying, you tell your pastor, thank you so much. She would keep saying how grateful she was. Several times during conversation, tell your pastor, you tell your pastor. Said, thank you, uh, she can now, it says, I think you can see how happy she is. I thank you myself, 
She said, I see for myself that a prayer cloth really does work. Hallelujah. Now understand. Now, now I want you to hear me. I'm going to just be real clear about this. It's not that dialing up of the Miracle Spring water from the Holy Jordan River that if you get it, you know, you got your good luck package. And that's not what I'm talking about. Scripture says special miracles were worked by the hands of Paul because handkerchiefs and aprons were taken from his body. We're talking about the anointing that was on him. Went into those claws like Jesus' garment. And it said evil spirits. Evil spirits left them. And the diseases went out. So there has to be an anointing to deal with the devil. And it doesn't come from merchandising the sheep on TV and try to get people to drink olive oil or buy a vial of holy water. But when it's done right by faith and a person's called and carries that anointing, it'll work. He, did you notice, and it's not every situation, everyone. In other words, you've got to recognize the anointing. I will say this before I go any further because every time this happens, people start bringing cloths. You need to understand. The Lord said to me early in the ministry, and it was after that visitation, and the Lord visited me and all of that. He said, I want you to begin to pray over cloths. I said, all right, Lord, I'll do that. I was very young in the ministry. I'll do that. I said, but I will not initiate it. You'll have to speak to the people and have them bring it. That very next service, two or three people came up and said, would you pray over this call? And he gave me Acts 19, 11, 12. It's been going like that ever since. We've had some of the most astounding, absolutely astounding miracles because special miracles is an anointing. He did not say in Mark 16, all you believers put claws in your pocket. All you church all y'all and the elders gather together and pray over calls. He didn't say that. You don't see anywhere where the elders pray over calls and anoint them. You don't see anywhere where believers carry them and it works. So this is a special ministry anointing. So I would be lying to you if I told you I didn't carry that anointing. And I would actually be disobedient to the head of the church if I didn't do it. But we don't make a ministry out of it. You understand? Because everything works by faith. Now, if you have faith, that's fine. Now, people, and then people hear that and they start bringing all kinds of stuff. They'll start bringing, would you pray over my jewelry? Would you pray over my tissue? Would you pray over my bottle? Would you pray over my... No. Well, how come? Because there's nothing in the scripture at all about that. I can't get the anointing to go into those materials. I'm just telling you how it works. But it, for some reason, it goes into cloth. And the reason is because cloths are usually symbolic of the covering or the real anointing. Jesus said, when the Holy Spirit comes on you, you'll be clothed with power. He didn't say you'll be a ship in a bottle and wrapped in glass. You have to wonder why things work and why they don't work. And this works. When the anointing's there. When the purity of not trying to build your own reputation and ministry off of it is there. When you want to glorify Jesus and get people helped, it will work miracles. 
And it's in this room. I heard the Spirit of God say, somebody's lungs are being healed. I'd read that, and he just said, somebody's lungs opened up. If you'll take it. <clears throat> we, had a, we had someone that had COVID two years prior to the minister's conference. It was a minister, well-known minister, and he was there in the meeting and laid hands on him in that meeting. And from that meeting, instantly, all the residual effects, he'd been unable to breathe right since then and all that. All the effects just left him in that meeting. Glory to God. I'm telling you, God's passing out lungs. <clears throat> Evidently, he's passing out feet and ankles. Evidently, he's passing out hearts. Glory to God. Yes, ma'am. Oh, listen to this. Miss Jackie's mama, 100 years old. It was COVID that she had. Come on now. So if the separation idea works, they should have kept this cloth away from her. Because it was in contact with somebody that might be a carrier. I was a carrier, all right. <laughs> it carried something to her, all right. <laughs> Woo! And it's here today for you. Thank you for stepping up, Sean. That's great. I think Brother Charles was ready, but I like it when young men step up. That's why I didn't say, no, we got it. Thank you for obeying God. It's just part of the ministry. Feel that anointing? Whoa. I perceive your faith, Tanya. The anointing activated when I stood in front of you. Your faith drawing it. Now let's go get this. Mama! Yes. In the name of Jesus, Mama. Woo! Glory be to God. Oh, glory be to God. Please obey the Lord. Glory to God. I'm telling you, it's a Holy Ghost meeting here, folk. I said it's a Holy Ghost meeting here, folk. Glory to God. Come on, sweetheart. Obey God. Hallelujah. Y'all do realize my wife's my only sweetheart, but, you know, that's just an endearing term for these spiritual daughters. Y'all get that, right? Yes. Obey the Lord. <laughs> oh, yeah, please. Obey God. Use your gift, girl. Is, I love it. Not, when not only young men step up, but young, mature, vibrant, clean, holy, virtuous women stand up. Obey the Lord. I had talked to Sister Note about this. and oh, Yeah, we want to hear her loud and strong if we can. I feel like this fits here because it's about connection of the heart. Okay. And this is, so in the acceleration of the time, we are required to place a demand on the covenant to harvest the resources necessary for the harvest of the ages. Don't you think that, that includes partnership and covenant relationships? God calls us to walk with certain people for the purpose of accomplishing his plans. Do you know where and to whom you are called. I want to share with you, I don't, I mean, I believe you know because you're spiritual and you've grown up and you see in the Holy Ghost and if you, if you hadn't believed God gave it to you and it was God and you wouldn't have stepped up. At the same time, sometimes it's hard to really communicate to someone 
the accuracy, the depth, the pinpoint accuracy, and the magnitude, the collateral magnitude with which that speaks to. And I just want to tell you, not only is it right on, it is filled with punch and power. It is creative of what God's doing in this room. In fact, it is so strong, I think I would like for you to, to speak it out again. Now that we've heard it with our mind, we need to hear it with our heart. So just, and, and you don't necessarily have to write it down, but sometimes I make a little one word note or something, but uh, just read through it from your spirit into our spirits. In the acceleration of the time, we are required to place a demand on the covenant to harvest the resources necessary for the harvest of the ages. Don't you think that includes partnership and covenant relationships? God calls us to walk with certain people for the purposes of accomplishing his plans. Mm -hmm. Do you know where and to whom you are called? Absolutely. Now, is there anything else you need to say about that? Not right now? All right. Let's uh, thank you for obeying God. I'm looking in the spirit because of the nature of what the Spirit of God has been dealing with me concerning this subject. And I, uh, I want you to understand that even with our min the minister's meeting, after all these years, it catapulted. I, I don't even know how to describe it to you. We became a company. I've heard from many ministers since that time that said, oh my goodness, I've never seen anything like it. It nearly took their breath away and God uniquely connected them from all over the nation. And now they're working together. I just heard of one, one uh, ministry that they didn't know each other real, real well. And they both were called to one of our partner churches. And they're all ordained with us. And they too were the speakers. And when they got there, they said it was like a hand in a glove. Their preaching was like bang, 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 bang. So I'm talking about a company. God's raising up a company to go to the nations of the earth. It's stunning. And, and you have to have the correct connections I'm sensing so strong. Man, there's an anointing. It's just dropping on me real strong. Lord, am I going to get to this other? I have it in my heart real strong what you're saying to me. I believe I'll get to it, but uh, I'm following the Holy Ghost. Whoa. Glory to God. Did you know, if, if I were to go any further into this, I would deal with it from this perspective. In John chapter 4 today, to hit it as a synopsis, Jesus said in verse 34, My meat is to do the will of him that sent me. Are you listening to me? My meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. So let me just run down these verses very, very briefly to give scriptural undertone to what the Holy Ghost said in that word. All right? The harvest of the ages. Now, God's been dealing with me because I'm moving into an arena to where I know I'm going to be preaching to ministers and all this, and it's exploding. And I even shared a little bit last Wednesday night. Uh, I gave a message to all the ministers that came in Michigan about harvesting the will of God. I'm telling you, in the will of God is the supply of everything you've been believing for all your life. 
The reason more people aren't walking in fullness is because they're in the permissive will instead of the perfect will of God. They're either lying with the wrong people, they're doing the wrong thing, they're doing it the wrong way in the wrong place, and they think they're an end to their self that they get to make their own decisions like that. When Jesus visited me, and now it's interesting, I see, Yeah, I see that, Lord. I see what you're wanting to point out about that. I got it. Um, 20 years ago, 2021, in 2001, I wondered, Lord, now you've been talking to me, this morning he talked to me about some things, but it was over 20 years. And I thought, well, Lord, I know you're not like one that just kind of shoots up in here amongst us. So if you're saying 20 years ago, you, you probably mean that. And he just told me, and it was June of 2001, 20 years ago. that I was awakened right at daylight and that heavenly being, my eyes wide open, tall as the ceiling, was over me like this and it was pulsating. I mean, I was riveted. And he said this phrase to me. He said, Ezekiel, 28, 14. Now he didn't give me, uh, he used to give me the scripture in verse, but when God knows you know the verse, the Holy Ghost brings these things to your remembrance. He didn't have to on this. I knew immediately it was Ezekiel 28. And I also knew he wasn't talking to me about me. He was talking to me about, because he said, this is what he said, thou art the anointed cherub that covereth, and I have set thee so. Well, I knew he wasn't calling me the anointed cherub. I'm not a cherub. Cherub is an angel. You understand? So he's not telling me I'm something. He's revealing to me something. Thou art the anointed cherub that covereth. I have set thee so. And then he said this. I have set thee. Listen, I have set thee. I have set thee. See, there's nothing that Scripture says zero about people setting themselves in the body where it pleases them. So if you're going to do your part in the body, you've got to be where it pleases the Lord to set you. Do you understand? That's what causes the body to flow. Is he's the one that sets the people in the body. He's the one that connects them where they're supposed to be. Amen. And he said to me in no uncertain terms, this heavenly visitor, he said, the reason many of my Children, and I knew he meant ministers and body of Christ, and I, I can go back and quote it exactly, but ministries, ministers, and children, he said, are contained or are in bondage. It's because they're operating under a broken covering. Now, that's what he said to him. He said then, the next line, the next phrase he said was, who better to know how to break a covering than the one that operated in it in the beginning? Now, that's why he gave me that verse. Because this verse is about Satan, who was one of the original two archangels that were assigned 
to maintain huh, the canopy of the glory. And he broke the covering. And when he did, he lost his place. He got out of his set place. So this will tell you right here, three things that are dynamically affected if you're not in the right connection. Thou art the anointed. Well, the number one thing the connection is for is access to the anointing. Which is why you can't just go to any church and have them pray over a cloth and cast out a devil. The connections with the anointing. Amen. It's probably why God, I didn't know it, but in interlinking the two, it's probably why God had me talk about that a little bit so that people would understand this is not hokey because this hundred year old mama says, now I know prayer calls really do work. Well, there's a lot of people that think it's hokey. I'm not saying she thought it was hokey. I'm saying, I don't know if she had an experience where she's had them before. But the point is, people hear of such things. Well, that was Paul. Well, that was, okay. And or they've, anyway, tried a gimmick. But it does work. You can't have a counterfeit of something that doesn't exist. Amen. So thou art the anointed cherub that covereth, that covereth. The anointed cherub that covereth. So the covering affects the anointing. The covering affects your angelic assistance. Has everything to do with the angels and the way they operate. I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example. Here's the thing. Most people don't have a clue about this. And so they know so little about the spirit realm and they're not aware that they have otherworldly help and they know so little about spiritual things that they don't get the fact that the angels are the keepers. And they're the keepers of what? The path you're destined to walk. The national guardian angel of Israel was assigned to drive out the Jebusites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the whatever Ephesites. And the idea was... <clears throat> that he would lead them on the path. There was a path to the promised land. And the angel assigned to them was to keep them on that path. And he was assigned to bless their bread and water and take sickness away from the midst of them. And when they dug a hole, water came up in it. I mean, I can go down the list here. Are you hearing me? Because he was assigned to that ministry promise and purpose and destiny and covenant people and path. There's an angel over this ministry. Many of them, actually. But the thing is, so the covering or who you connected with affects that. You say, well, you have an example of that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about a prophet who was a prophet. Scripture calls him a prophet who gets hired by a heathen king and is merchandising his gift, and his name is ba Balaam. Balaam gets hired by a worldly king and he merchandises his gift to go curse God's people. And he jumps on his donkey 
And off he goes to the races, however fast a donkey goes. And he gets in a narrow path and the donkey, he won't move. And he starts hitting him. Whack! Stupid donkey. What's wrong with you, donkey? And he, he, so finally he saw it again and he, he, the donkey revolted and he pushes, he crushes his foot up against the side of the cavern. And now he's really hurting. Oh, whack! Finally the donkey says, why are you hitting me? Donkey opens his mouth. <laughs> and as soon as the donkey opened his mouth, had not been a good donkey to you? Had not served you well? Why are you hitting me? And then the prophet's eyes got open. And had that donkey gone another step, his head would have gone, because there was an angel standing there with a sword. The same angel that's keeping them in the path is keeping this prophet huh? from affecting that path and getting so out of bounds he's going to kill his own self. So his ministry hit a wall all because he's not on the path. He's now connected to the wrong people. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying to you? All right, so thou art the anointed cherub that covereth. I have set thee so. So the, the, the covering deals with three specific things. The anointing, your angelic, supernatural, or the worldly, heavenly supply of help to propel you, to cover your vision, to cover your life, to keep you healthy and prospered and on the path where no weapon formed against you, prospers. And then the third thing is your set place. Amen. If you're not in your set place, you're out of the will of God. And it's impossible, absolutely, completely, scripturally, heavenly, impossible to be fully blessed when you're out of the will of God. The blessings in the will of God. And when you're connected to the wrong people, you're outside God's will. Bottom line. And we've had a whole bunch of folks merchandising the scripture, telling people that because this and that and the other, well, they're free to do what they want. No, 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 that's not covenant. And it's not the scripture. And the covering is not control. Now, I want to be real clear about this. Because we've had this whole shepherding and discipleship movement and everything. So when I started teaching this after that angel visited me, uh, first two churches I taught in it, people left. I mean, talking about long-standing people that had been in churches a long time. After I preached it, the manifestation of the anointing on the message, several families left the churches. I mean, oh, oh, I, Lord, that wasn't what I was expecting. I was so thrilled about it. I'm thinking, oh, the power of God's going to come. The glory's going to come. People are going to be protected. They're going to be so excited about this. No, they were already offended. Been there 20 years and got familiar with the pastor and didn't like that they were called on all the time to do stuff. And, and I mean, it's... But the anointing went whack. I mean, it drew a line. I remember the first church I put in, I said, who, they, who left the church? 
So I went to the Lord and I said, Lord, <clears throat> what in the world? I'm not preaching this if that's going to be the fruit. I'm missing something here because you don't subtract, you don't divide the church, you add to the church. I said, what is going, either I'm preaching it wrong, I heard it wrong, I'm out of bounds, something. He said, no, son, it's exactly right. And it's a higher anointing you've ever walked in before. And it brought immediate manifestation. He said, the problem is my church isn't ready for it. Put it on the shelf. So I taught it sporadically here and there, but couldn't walk in the fullness of what's going to bring the glory because people don't want to hear it. Because they're hollering, control. <laughs> no, no. And so when I took it off the shelf, he gave me, he said, this is the only way they're going to receive it because he told me exactly what happened, why they reacted the way they reacted. And uh, he said, they need to know, number one, love covers a multitude of sins. So number one, it's a love covering. Fear has nothing to do with it. Amen. 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 Number two, they need to be real clear that even though Jesus is the head of the church, well, Jesus is my cover and I don't have to submit to any man. Well, then you're not submitted to Jesus because the scripture says there's one mediator between God and men, the man, Christ Jesus. So if you're going to submit to Jesus, you're going to submit to a man. I mean, I just want to get real clear about this and you don't see anywhere Jesus at the height of his ministry, the sinless son of God with all power, spirit without measure, submitted to men. He himself did. Submitted to his parents. Yes, absolutely. No question about it. There's some man you're connected to and some man you're to be submitted to. And need to understand, and this is what he told me happened. He said, men don't like it that they have to submit to men. He said, but I set it up that way. It's my kingdom. See, if he wants to get something done, he's always visited a man, given him a vision, and then rallied other people around him to get that done because he can't do it by himself. And he started that with Adam in the garden and Eve. So people need to understand then if, if that the covering is a love covering, it's a love gift from God that he brings an anointing to cover their lives when, they, when they've got those connections with the proper people on earth he's connected them with. And then thirdly, this is critically important. Jesus said in Luke uh, 13, I believe it is, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, thou that killest the prophets and stoned those that sent thee, how often I would have covered you. How often I would have gathered you together, brought you under my wings, but you would not. Understand, number one, it's not a fear-based thing. It's not like God's going to smite you. You're going to be cursed. You know, your life's going to derail and have just no, no, no. But you will forever stunt your growth, limit your fullness. If you're not in the right place, you will be blessed only to the extent that the permissive will of God will allow you. But the problem is you stay in it long enough because it's broken, the enemy has access to you and he is going to thwart you, contain you, limit you, or take you out. So it has nothing to do with fear because as holy, as powerful, as righteous, as 
sinless, as perfect as Jesus was, even he could not cover people that would not be covered. So the covering doesn't have to do with me covering you. The covering has to do with your choice to be covered. That means you've got to hear from God who you're connected to and get under those wings. Jesus, as strong and as awesome and powerful as he was as a man of God, could not cover a people that refused the covering. Moses couldn't take people into a promised land they refused to go into. Okay, what? No leader is so great that God gives him authority over human wills to make them do stuff. He doesn't give that to anybody. That's above our pay grade. Because you will one day stand before God for your choices. I will not answer to God for your choices. But you will answer to God and you need to know this. You need to know the doctrine. It's not even preached anymore hardly. The doctrine of eternal judgment. But you will be judged. Every one of you will be judged. And one of the main things the scripture says in Hebrews 13 that a person is going to be judged for is I will be called to an account of my own life. Then I'll be called to an account of how I handled it with my family. Then I'll be called to account of how I handled it in the ministry and all of those things. And I'll have to appear before God. And everything I've done in my whole life is going to go through the fire. I mean, let's just get clear about it. But my accounting will be different than yours. Well, how come? Well, that's what he means when he said, let not many of you aspire to be masters or teachers, knowing they have the greater judgment. It says condemnation, but the idea is judgment. Point is a greater responsibility. So because of the responsibility I've been given, I'll stand before God and I literally, out of my spirit, will come an account. There'll be video segments, there'll be words, there'll be visits to hospitals, there'll be phone calls, there'll be whatever it takes to prove. And I will have to give an account for how I watched over your soul. And the scripture says, say the scripture. Please say, not Brother Tracy. The scripture says. Obey them that have the rule over you here, and, and they pulled that up. But if you, you have to read the whole chapter to catch what I'm saying to you here. Because it's in the whole chapter. But here he's talking about they that must give account. They watch for your souls. So this is the thing I'm talking about. I'm going to have to give an account for your soul, too. Now, the scripture says, I need to be able to stand at the end of days before Jesus. And when your name is called up, I need to be able to give an account to him with great joy. So when your name's brought up and I'm standing before Jesus, I don't need to. They never would get on board, Jesus. Oh, that ain't funny. That's why it's exhausting. That's why Moses said, if you gotta, if I gotta deal with all these people anymore, kill me where I stand. I'm done. And it goes on to say, here this is the very verse. That is what? Unprofitable for you. That means that the Greek actually means 
If I cannot give a good account to Jesus for you and how you supplied with yourself, your presence, your money, your thought, your prayer into the vision you're connected to, it will not go well with you at judgment. Which means you don't get to choose to attend church. You're called to one. And you're called to do your part to bring the vision to pass. I can guarantee you one thing. I would not be standing here doing this if I wasn't called to this church. There's so much to do in the world. Amen. Glory to God. So I'm just simply saying people need to get this right. Now, let's, uh, I guess I may not get back to that other, but boy, it's been a good day. We're just going to obey the Lord and see what else he has for us. Okay. Is that all right? Just let's go back to John four. I want you to notice what it says in John four. So see, we, we, uh, a lot of people wonder why, what's going on in my life? Why am I in such a, an issue, a state? Well, you're, you, you got this attitude of, I can take it or leave it. I can go when I want. I can. And what that says in the spirit realm is, excuse me, if you knew your absolute, undeniable, unquestionable, otherworldly, stupendous, supernatural, immediate, surprising, uncommon miracle, bam, was in the anointing in this service, you wouldn't take it or leave it, church. So it tells me there's no expectation for the supernatural. No awareness that this is where the miracle connection happens. No. That I need to be there. I mean, l- let me explain something to you. There are a bunch of prophets in the days of Elijah. Elisha could have connected with any one of them. But he wouldn't have got what he got. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And you know, Moses dealt with this. I mean, when he walked in his authority, he dealt with this because several times, you know, after people got tired and weary and it took too long and all that, inevitably somebody would come up, Moses, you take too much on yourself. You're not the only prophet. You're not the only one with a say. And you know, God didn't like that very much. Just ask Korah. Or even maybe Moses' own brother Aaron or his sister Miriam, how well that went. It was unprofitable for them to buck God's system. Now, thank God for mercy miracles and people that are real men and women of God, they don't change even though the people are so fickle. I'm so glad that regardless of Peter being so fickle, Jesus didn't change. So now Peter can get restored. Are you hearing me? That's the the deal with restoration. Is this a love covering? It covers the multitude of sins. It is a love covering. So if you're part of the inquiring minds want to know, then you ain't getting it from this pastor because anything anybody tells me is between me and the paint on the wall. Because I'm going to cover you and your bacon. 
And there are things I know in my heart over these years about so many lives. And I guarantee you they're going in a six foot hole with me if Jesus tarries. And if they hear it from somebody, you can better bet they can't trace it back to that office. I have an account to give for the head of the church. I will not stand before you. So you don't deserve an answer to what happened. You can have 15 crowbars and some gorilla glue and a bunch of motorcycle thugs with some bats. You ain't getting it out of me. It's about time the church starts covering each other. It's called the love walk. Glory be to God. It's called the love walk is what it's called. It's called the real covering. The, the power of another world. Let me ask you something. Has there ever one time, I mean one time ever in your whole life, when you missed the mark and went to God to repent about a place you missed it. But the Bible calls it a sin. But since we don't like to talk about sin, let's just say I didn't do it quite right and I missed it and I had to go to Jesus with it. Bible don't like to talk about sin, so you know, let's talk about a counseling session with Jesus over something dysfunctional in your life we need to talk about. My question is, is there anybody in the sound of my voice that has ever, ever, I mean ever one time had this experience when you went to Jesus to repent? Has he ever asked any one of you ever at any time when you went to him to repent about the details of the situation? care about the details of your sin. Number one, he already knows them. Number two, he don't even want to talk about it anymore. Number three, it's vulgar to talk about such things. And if you're forgiven, there are no details. So why does your stupid brain want to know what happened to somebody else? It's because you either want to know or you're going to tell somebody. So get your carnal self out of that mess, Christian. Well, hallelujah. We haven't, I said hallelujah anyhow. <laughs> I'm talking about the covering now. I'm talking about the covering. Yes, I'm talking about the covering. I'm talking about the covering. Yes, sir. And, uh, you know, Jesus said when he did the will of God, you know, the will of God will draw everything you need. Yes, sir, I'll do that. I I'll do that. I've got, uh, I, I believe with all my heart, I know how to, how to finish the floor of the service. There's so much to talk about. <laughs> so I'll just, uh, hey, hallelujah. So I'll, uh, Shonda, I'll finish it best I can here. 
Uh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Woo, I don't know about you, but I'm happy to, 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 be, co <laughs> to be covered and to be blessed and to be helped. Yes, Praise the Lord. Can we just pray for a second? We're, we're, if you're not filled with the Holy Ghost, we can help you. And we don't want you to think we're out of order, but I'm going to use my prayer language for a second. Oh, glory to God. Oh, glory to God. Oh, glory to God. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. <clears throat> I believe he's going to give me permission to do this because I found about spiritual things. When you get on a plateau, you kind of need to take in the view sometimes because it took you a long time to climb the mountain and you might not ever be back there to that point. And I found moments, there's some things that are revealed and said in a certain way that you never quite get back to where people get it. But if they get it that day, that's like they carry it with them the rest of their life. So I do want to show you one of the things that was said by uh, our sister over here. And, uh, and as she talked about proper connection and all that and who you're connected to, I just sense in my spirit, I've not yet finished with that based on John 4. And I'd like to at least read those verses and then you can connect the dots. John chapter 4. My meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. Yes, sir. Glory, be to Glory be to God. Then he said, say not ye, verse 35, there are four months and then cometh the harvest. John 4, 35. I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields. They're white already to the harvest. And they said, my meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. To do the will of him that sent me. Clearly. The harvest is God's will. Clearly, the harvest is the work he was sent to do. Clearly, the finishing of the harvest is the objective. I mean, that's, that's just not hard to understand. Now, let's read on down. Look at verse 36 now. He that reapeth receiveth wages. Now, all of this is inside the will of God. He that reapeth receiveth wages and gather fruit into life eternal that both he that soweth and he that reapeth may rejoice together. Next verse, let's roll it. Herein is that saying true, one sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap. Yes, sir. I sent you to reap. Mm -hmm. Reap what? That whereupon you bestowed no labor. Other men labored. You are entered into their labors. That is partnership. Clearly, no, no full harvest can happen without partnership and proper connection. And clearly, you are reaping from an anointing that you don't have that came from someone before you or onto you or from another place to you. And, and because of the work and the labor and the anointing on their life, God is giving you the opportunity to connect to that anointing and what they worked for that they're reaping the benefits of will come on you and you can have it without doing the work. God Almighty. 
Can you see this? That's how, if you want to know how you can invite somebody to church and they're here for the first time and they've been living 20 years in the world and they're a basket case and they're full of demons. But you bring them in this room and you bring them forward and the Lord has a prophecy. We lay hands on them. Oh, oh, oh. They hit the floor. Demons leave. They get up saved. Filled with the Holy Their life starts changing. They did nothing to deserve that. They entered into the work that's on my life and coming on them. That's how it works. Now this is exactly why that father brought that demon-possessed boy to the disciples and they had nine failures. Bam, bam, bam. And he got so discouraged because the church was so powerless. And the first thing Jesus said is, oh, oh you faithless and perverse generation. Listen to what he said. Bring him to me. Come on now. Are you getting this? They got to get in the right anointing. They got to get in contact with the right authority. They got to get in contact with the right dominion, the covering, the... Whew, glory be to God. Now, I'm going to show you another thing. Can I show you another thing? This is huge. Y'all getting anything out of this at all? Well, one of the things it's doing is not just adjusting things in your life, like dialing it in, but it's actually activating your faith to come on up higher to reap the supernatural harvest and benefits of those of you that clearly are connected. You know I'm connected. Yes, this is the plan. I see. Oh, I see. Now, we're walking so far below here what we should be receiving that's been going on all day. Oh my goodness, look at this. This ought to be the epicenter of miracles. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I agree. You, you see? See what the Lord's trying to, to help people understand? Now, now notice <clears throat> something he wants me to bring out from the scripture now. John chapter 6, Jesus about himself. He said, verse 37, we're going to read Several verses here. Actually, we're going to read 37 through 44. <clears throat> but um, glory, to God. glory to God. Glory to God. We might go through verse 45. We'll see. But let's look at verse 37. And all that the Father hath given me shall come to me. And him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. For I came down from heaven... Not to do my own will. So see, it's still in the will of God now. But to do the will of him that sent me. Understand, if you're going to be in God's will, you're going to be sent somewhere. You're not just going to go somewhere you choose. And this is the Father's will. which hath sent me, that all which he has given me, look, I should lose nothing. There's two levels of this. Number one, it is not God's will that you ever lose anything he gave you. Get clear about that. This is not a life of loss. 
destined by God. Glory be, this is the abundant life. There's a keeping power, but you've got to know it and believe it. You can't get in the world system, you'll lose everything. If you stay abided in the vine, you'll bear fruit. But if you don't, men will gather you and cut you off and burn you up. So understand, men don't have power on you as long as you're abiding. Because there's a life flowing through you. And what is abiding in the vine? Connection to the right vine. Cut a limb off a tree out here and see how well it does. Nothing lives without proper connection. Nothing bears fruit without being planted in the right place. He designed it that way. Glory be to God. And it is God's will that when you are in the will, you have a life of covering where stuff isn't stolen from you all the time. Glory be to God. Can you see that? It's God's will that we lose nothing. And he said, but I should raise it up again at the last day. Now look, notice the raise it up. This is the year of the lifting up. I'm just telling you, there's stuff coming back. If you've lost stuff, if you've been cheated out of stuff, if you've been swindled out of stuff, if you did dumb stuff and pawned it off, if you, God will and can restore it. He'll bring it back. I promise you, he can recreate it. But you've got to get in the right connection and you've got to do what you're supposed to do and you've got to quit acting like a fool. Because prosperity destroys fools. And that's why fools never prosper. God is not the destroyer. So he says, everyone that sees the son may believe on him and have everlasting life. I'll raise him up at the last day. We're talking about the year of the great lifting up, resurrection power. Let's keep on reading now. The Jews murmured. Well, you can see that. He said, I am the bread. Well, they didn't like that. Huh? No. <laughs> Which came down from heaven. <laughs> and they said, well, I mean, how, how would you like it if you're not, if you know, you can't offer any sacrifice with any blood in it whatsoever. And Jesus is saying, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, this dude teaching on cannibalism, he's a cult. I mean, you can sit there and laugh at him all you want. You'd have been the same thing. Unless you thought spiritually and thought otherworldly thoughts, you would have been clueless in this meeting. And he said, it's not this Jesus. So see, you know, they're thinking natural now because I think, how's he the bread of heaven? He's, he's Joseph's boy. And everybody knows prophets don't come from little boys. <laughs> I don't know where they come from, but they surely don't grow up out of little boys. It's like somebody said about Brother Copeland one time. He said, do you really believe Kenneth is a prophet? Yeah, I believe that. Well, he's our kin. Well, that's what they said about Jesus. <laughs> Amen? Amen? Whose father and mother we know. How is it then? He said, I came down from heaven. Jesus therefore answered and said, Murmur not among yourselves. No man can come to me except the Father which has sent me draw him. Draw him. Draw him. Draw him. Draw him. You need to understand when a person 
unquestionably and unqualified commits to the will of God, everything needed in their life to do that will starts being drawn to them supernaturally. The angels go to work and go get it. Heaven starts releasing it because he's going to get into your hands what you need to get your part done in this thing. And working two or three jobs trying to make ends meet and missing church ain't the way. Because he met the ends. reason things come up short is because they're unrighteous. Righteousness is the stop gap. Glory be to God. It's the, yeah, glory to God. Amen. And revelation will do it now every time. It'll bring it up. So notice everything we need, if we get in the will of God, will be drawn to us. Hallelujah. And I will raise him up at the last day. It'd be good to read verse 45 and then I'll finish with a final verse. It is written in the prophets and they shall all be taught of God. Glory to God. Every man therefore that hath heard and hath learned of the Father comes to me. Now you've heard it. You've learned it. Are you going to maintain proper connection? Now what we've just heard is that it would not be the will of God to draw people away from proper connection. That's the antithesis of what is here described as the will of God. Now, according to the scripture, the Holy Spirit adds to the church. So it's really not hard to figure out if somebody's hearing from God. Because there's only two ways a person leaves a church. The devil deceives them and draws them out. Or the Holy Ghost speaks to the leadership and they're appointed and anointed and sent out. But they don't just get to choose to leave. Oh, come on. Any more than I get to choose to pastor. So it cannot, I don't care how many things you have and what you say, you can't trump it up and twist the scripture and make me believe that God used you to subtract from the vision he said was supposed to grow. He did not, the Holy Spirit did not tell you to diminish the church. So some people that are supposed to be sitting in these chairs this morning are out of the will of God. Now the Lord told me there's going to be a great turnaround. Complete course reversals. And he said, open your arms and welcome. He said, they're going to come back into full restoration. There's going to be some prodigal son returns. There's going to be all kinds of stuff. There's going to be some Lazaruses coming back. There's going to be, and I don't care if the hair is purple and they got 15 earrings and they got tattoos, their heart's going to start getting circumcised and cleansed. Hey, we'll catch the fish, then clean them. Stop trying to clean the fish before you catch them. Holy Ghost will clean them if we'll just catch them. But they've got to get in the right connection or they'll never have the anointing to break what's on them. Because they can't do it themselves. I said they can't do it themselves. There's no way they can do it themselves. And that leads me to how this service must close because uh, I talked to the Lord this morning and uh, He talked to me about some things that I may, I may reveal later, I don't know. But some of the things that were prophesied, we're pinpoint accurate. And he talked to me 
about something they said to me years ago and they talked to me in military terms and they talked to me about inspecting the troops and some things because I was crying out to him. And I did ask him and I'm going to let you know I asked him for this because I just said, Lord, I talked to him about it. I just wanted to make sure one final time before I launched. I'll adjust anything that needs to be adjusted. I'll, you know, because the house got to be in order. And people start questioning all that when they see certain things and they go through an intense battle and it's a period of time and they don't understand, they assume something's wrong. And the reason is their minds are perverted. Yes. If you think spiritual thoughts, you got to realize that when Satan rebelled and took a one third of the angels, it wasn't a leadership problem. It was in Satan's heart. God didn't make a mistake to cause him to have to go start another church. <laughs> Glory to God. This is about as fun as a colonoscopy. I've never had one, so I don't know. I just know I've heard it's not fun. All right, uh, what, uh, something else. It doesn't matter. A shot. A shot. Nobody likes to go get a shot. That wasn't anointed when I said that. I, Holy Ghost didn't tell me to say that. I'm just letting y'all know. I'm not going to pawn that one off on God. That was just one of those trying to make it relatable. I know it's not fun, but. Are you hearing me? May not be fun, but it's healthy. Well, praise the Lord. I'll, 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 yeah, I'll wrap it up quick, Lord. I promise. I'm not going to put that one off on him. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Woo! I'm thinking about something Lester Summerall said one time, but I best not repeat it either. Praise the Lord. <laughs> they know exactly what I'm talking about. Brother Lester. It's like one time Dad Hagen was preaching and Brother Lester's on the front row. He's talking about being perfected in the love walk. You can hear it on the microphone, on the tape. And Brother, Brother Hagen was just trying to pick on him a little bit because they were friends. He said, now, he said, everybody knows Brother Lester's not perfected in love. And we, <laughs> you have to know he's a pretty gruff guy, you know. <laughs> Lady came to him once and said, Brother Lester, would you pray for me? I need to deliver this devil. And he's kind of slammed her up against the wall with his forearm and I guess discerning his spirits. I mean, I don't recommend this method of ministry. I'm just telling you. But he, he slammed her up against the wall with his forearm and said, you don't want to be free and kept walking. So, you know, I guess I don't know. He obviously knew she didn't really want to be helped, but there's probably a better way to handle it. So, brother, brother, Brother Hagin said, everybody knows Brother Lester not perfected in love. And you can hear over the microphone. He's sitting on the front row in distance. He said, you can hear this. <laughs> well, praise the Lord. I asked the Lord. <laughs> I asked the Lord this morning. I said, Lord, all right. You're showing this to me and whatever. I get it. And I won't take you through that. I said, so therefore, sir, I requisition. 
based upon this information and based upon the inspection of the troops and the battle fatigue and where we are and the arduous nature of the battle and what we're assigned to do in this territory, I requisition. I need, Lord, some more ammunition. Lord, I need, glory be to God, some more supplies. And Lord, I need some replenishment troops. And he granted them to me this morning. They are on the way. Glory be to God, they are on the way. Hallelujah, we have help. So stand on your feet because I think this will really bless you. Do you guys, now I'm almost, I thought I'd play the video up front. I, I'm supposed to play it to, to close. Can, are we where we can? And we're only going to show a little small clip of it. But listen to me. Here's the verse I want to read you. He gave me this, and you need to know this. Ephesians 6, 12. For we wrestle not with flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and the rulers of the darkness of this world and spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. We are fighting demons. There are a lot of people who don't even know they exist, much less believe in them. But I'm telling you, they're fallen angels and we have authority over them in the name of Jesus and that is where our warfare is. So right now, today, I command you, Get out of flesh and blood. Yes. Quit pointing the finger at somebody else. Get out of your poor, pitiful me victim attitude and quit having an opinion about everything and shut the short fuse. Yes. Because it's not doing you well, it's breaking the covering. Yes. Love is the covering. And the only thing that counts is faith which works by love. Glory to God. The body of Christ got to be pulled together because where two or three are there, you see, the, the angels are there. Unity is where that power is. Glory be to God. So I want to read this verse to you in the Amplified Classic. It's the final one. And I actually was going to start with it. And we had a whole thing about dealing with the great lifting up and our thoughts and where we've been the last few weeks. But read this and just look at it. Amplified Classic, Ephesians 6, 16. It has to do with your faith. Lift up. You see the word? Lift up. Overall, the covering shield. I said the covering shield yes, sir. of saving faith yes, sir. upon which you can quench all yes. the, all, how many? All. all the flaming missiles of the wicked one. Glory be to God. 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 I actually came in here today to talk to you about getting you renewed in the mind of what your faith will do. Glory to God. It is the cover. It is a big oblong shield that covers most of the body. And he's referring to the Roman armor. And he's talking about the armament, about wearing the armor of God to be able to stand in the evil day. And it's going to put everything thrown at us down. In fact, if I were to read to you the pulpit commentary of this, and I think you can stand long enough for me to do that, I printed it off this morning. It says, this was a large oblong shield covering a great part of the body. Yes, 
not the smaller little round shield. Faith in its widest sense constitutes this shield. Faith in God our Father. And it says, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts. This is what he says, fiery darts. Weapons tipped with, with flammable materials, firebrands, curiously constructed, adapted to set on fire. Metaphorically, considerations darted into the mind. Fiery darts, the thought realm, what you think has major effect on your faith. And these fiery darts, we're going to put them down. Go ahead, we're going to put them down. The devil is, if he's nothing, he's, if, he's not any, if he's anything, he's a liar. And if he's anything, he's an accuser. But I'm going to tell you what the Lord told me, and I've, I've been using this lately, and it is alive on the inside of me, and I'm telling you, we're stopping him. I said, we're stopping him. I said, we're stopping him in the name of Jesus. He is a murderer. And I stop him now. We are stopping this thief. We're stopping this murderer. We're stopping this serial killer. Because if he can't get physical lives, he's going to try to get people in tragedy or calamity or terminal illness or something they don't know how to stand against. Or he's going to try to get them in such a situation where they're bound by this besetting sin and soul ties and other issues where they let spirits in that he destroys dreams and futures and goals and lives. He's not going to murder our children's dreams anymore. We have caught him. He is found and we have a shield and he's going down. Glory to God. Now listen to this. Glory to God. Fiery darts. Weapons tipped with flammable materials. Firebrands. Curiously constructed. Adapted to set on fire. Metaphorically. Considerations darted into the mind. Inflaming lust. Pride. Revenge. And other evil feelings. Emanations from the great tempter. The evil one. Such considerations sometimes start up suddenly in the mind against the deliberate desire. Sometimes, even in the middle of holy exercises, meaning he's shooting at you while you're in church. It is the painful experience of every Christian and must make him thankful for the shield on which they are quenched. We have faith, folks. You can stop this thing. You can get your mind back. You can get everything in your life back. You have authority over this thing. Your faith will work. It'll overcome the spirit of the world. Above all, above all, lifting up. It's on a lumbano. You've heard me say kata lumbano, the word kata down, receive and pull down on yourself. This is the opposite. On a lumbano. It means up or to raise up or to lift up. Huh? Right? And so literally in Acts 1-2, before he was taken up, in Acts 1-11, the angels appeared and said he was taken up out of their sight. It's like a rapture. It's a lifting up. It's a resurrection power. And he's saying that when you're walking in faith, you are indeed lifted up 
and you are lifted up higher and you're lifting up against the enemy, something he cannot overcome. He cannot override. And the word honor doesn't even mean up. It means everything over everything. If you sit down and eat, don't pray some little old prayer over lunch. Use your faith. He that doubts is damned if he eats. So you don't know what they did in that kitchen. You don't know the filthy things they've been handling, preparing that food. And you just, you know, you're talking and you're eating those chips and you haven't even prayed. It's time for you to start walking by faith. Everything you do, lift up the shield of faith over everything you touch, everywhere you go, every decision you make. It's the covering shield. It's the covering shield. And you want to have the right connection. Glory be to God. Amen. Now, I want to show you this video because this is depictive of the Roman army. You know me. I'm not much to let Hollywood teach the church. Although there are truths out there in parables and Jesus taught in parables. This is a parable and uh, it is a movie. It's a Hollywood movie. You'll recognize it when it opens up. But uh, it has to do with ancient Rome. And I want to show you something that I just kept coming up in me. It kept coming up in me. And we're going to finish the service with this very briefly. So remain standing. Y'all got that to play? All right, throw it up here and we'll cut it off of that initial scene, but I'll, I'll let you know when. Anyone here been in the army? Yes. I served with you at Bindabar. You can help me. Whatever comes out of these gates, we've got a better chance of survival if we work together. Do you understand? If we stay together, we survive. Look at him. That's good right there. Okay, wait. Okay. That's it, right? Now, I know that that's pretty serious and, 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 uh, intense. But the bottom line is, and I hope you heard what he actually said. I don't know if the audio was good, but whatever comes out of these gates, yes. 
The church is built on a rock. The gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. Whatever comes out of these gates, together we survive. I want to make two or three points about this self-explanatory parable, but the distraction, the intimidation, the ominous nature of the enemy, they resorted immediately to their default setting to self-preservation, and they begin to separate, to fight it on their own. And it took a leader that said, together, over the, over the roar, over the crowd, over the bombs, over the arrows, over whatever's going on. Together! 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 And you saw it. When they heard someone that knew what they were talking about, knew how to win this thing, knew how to take the enemy out. They started backing up into their place. And they hooked their shields together. There's a scene in one ancient Roman movie, which is one of the best. It's, it's like a turtle maneuver. Where you have a whole Roman and they literally come together in, in a, and the, the outside, they, they stack the shields and hook them together in a circular pattern so it's impenetrable this way. And the men inside the army take their shields and put them up above. And literally, as a canopy, it looks like a turtle. And they can send hundreds, thousands of arrows off the wall. And they've hooked their shields together. And they pick them up and they start and they move toward the city. Unstoppable. And the other thing is, when it gets intense, you can only stay together. But did you hear him? When everybody was threatened, I mean, it's like they wanted to cut and run. Hold! 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 Together! 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 Hold! Whatever comes out of these gates. We can beat this thing. Together. Do you got your shield? Have a shield? Yeah. Or just use this. Yeah. What are y'all waiting on? My wife did it. Huh? I may be a Star Trek person. Huh? Huh? But you get it, right? Shields up. Huh? We're in hostile territory. We don't know what we're going to be. What's going to, we're, we're boldly going where no man's gone before. And we don't know what's going to be shot at us. But I do know this. I know the outcome. And we got shields that will take us there. Glory be to God. Together! 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 Hold! Hold! Hold the land! In the name of Jesus! We will survive. We will survive. 
We'll do more than survive. We will thrive. The enemy's going down. I'm standing in victory. Over the top. My foot. On the neck. Of a defeated enemy. Together. Hold. Whatever comes out of these gates. Come on, give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah. We have the answer. Above all, lifting up. Do you hear it? The year of the great lifting up. Above all, over all, over everything. More important than anything else. Above all, lift up. This year lifting up. Lift up your faith. It will produce a victory over all the world. Now say it, my faith will work. My faith will hold. My victory is guaranteed. It cannot not happen. Now my shield is connected. Yes, sir. I am not by myself. Never am I by myself. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Now, by the authority of the name of Jesus, by the faith granted unto me because we're connected, I cover your life. And we take your mind back. Satan does not get that territory. You're not filled with fear. You will not have sleepless nights. You will not tuck tail and run. You are not by yourself. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory. Woo! Glory be to God. Hey! Glory be to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Say more ammunition. Release of supplies. Replenish my troops. Now I'm not, I don't want you to hurt anybody, okay? So I've been known to get a little aggressive and I'm, I'm trying not to do that right now but my brother's bracing himself already because he knows it. But you've got to turn to your neighbor and here's what you're going to do. Okay, okay. okay. Now, I'm going to do something. I'm going to demonstrate it. You've got to find somebody. Be nice to them. Don't, don't take something out on them. You're going to be out of the love walk. 
I'm holding my line. Holding my line. Y'all, yeah, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I'm glad y'all did that, but y'all didn't wait on me. Y'all just wanted to hit somebody. That's all I was going to do. No, that's why I want a commitment. Oh, 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 wait a minute. Okay. I want a commitment. I refuse to move. I'm holding. No, you say it. I'm holding my line. Are you holding yours? Yes. Hold. I'm holding my line. Hold. I'm holding my line. Hold. I'm holding my line. Together. I'm not moving. We got this. Whatever comes out of those gates. Whatever comes out of those gates, you're not by yourself. Hold! Hold! Together! I'm not going anywhere. Don't you go anywhere. I'm telling you the fire of God's in my right hand like a, I'm telling you the miracle anointings in this room. We got this thing. The miracle and I'm just feeling the power of God. Oh my God. Glory to God. I guess I'm in a Hollywood move. You know how Iron Man goes like that? <laughs> Something built in. It's about what I feel like right now. I know, I know. I'm getting brushed I know you are. We're holding the line. We're holding the line. I know we are. We're holding the line. We're holding the line. You're holding the line? Our shields are together. We are holding. Our shields are locked. We're holding the line. Our shields are locked. Our shields are locked. We're holding the line. Hey, and you people that know your blessed assurance ought to be here. Get yourself here. You're not by yourself. We put our faith on the line. You don't have to faith it out by yourself. And it's time. Replenishment troops are coming. Now speaking to the airwaves. Time to come home. Time to come home. Time to come home. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hold the line, for you shall surely see the things you've dreamed come into victory. Prepare yourself, for harvest shall be, even by the dawn of 2023. For things you've seen to come and go, and yes, it's been the ebb and flow, of the company you're connected to 
and your heart many times swells and other times grieves. But now I am closing every gap like spoon that has a sieve. You understand, saith the Lord, that the solid covering shall cause to come to pass a return and restoration of everything I promised to which you've held fast. So you're about to see miraculous returns in your own life and in the company that you're attached to. Even the overview of the vision of the company which you attend to. So know, saith the Lord, that in a panorama way, every connection you have this day, if it holds the line, you shall surely see great restoration by the dawn of 2023. Even this week, look in the spirit, for you shall hear things you've needed to adjust for the balance of the year. If you'll let me have the helm, I will steer your life and your faith projects into the clear. It'll come out of the fog and out of the woods, and you'll have in your hands the things for which you've stood. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. I see a coming back. I see a coming back. I see a coming back. I see a restoring. I see a coming back. I see a full circle. I see a doubling back. I see, oh, Kordete, Brete de Bekea. I see things coming full circle. Oh, Rabapa, Prete, Shekeleli, complete course reversals. I'm holding the line. Glory to God, I'm holding the line. I'm holding the line. Folks are coming. Folks are coming. Folks are coming. Folks are coming. I have this coming up in me. I'm going to say this uh, by the Spirit of God. Listen, you've heard me say it, but I think it's gone by the wayside and people have neglected it. He said, great opportunities this year. And I hear the Lord saying, you've weathered this swing, this uptick, this surge, and then uh, the, the things of inflation and now recession, everything they're talking about. But I hear him say, get ready. From the balance of the year, it's going to begin. Things are going to begin not only to plateau, but in some places, uh, there's going to be opportunities. And I'm going to put you in position for a great opportunity. You're going to see it. I just see it. I just see Hold the line. Hold the line. Be br- yeah, that's why you're bringing that up. I heard the Lord say, if you trust in your bank account, you'll miss the opportunity. Because you won't see the need for spending the money. Well, we don't need that right now. And I hear the Lord saying, it's not about need. I need you to harvest the harvest of the ages. I see the Lord putting things in your hands you don't need right now, but the kingdom needs it. Pennies on a dollar. And you need to stop thinking about what you need. And start realizing God put that in your hands so you'd be ready for this opportunity. Yes, sir. Now start looking for him. He's wanting to transfer all kinds of things. Equipment, money, properties, houses, even businesses, uh, stuff, things you didn't ever think you'd own. Don't buy in this thing of the world. Let me tell you. Well, I just know about this housing market. And it's just going to be so hard for these young couples to afford anything anymore. And I mean, if it just can't, it just can't keep going on this way. I mean, I just, shut up. You never were supposed to buy a house. You were supposed to harvest one. And when you buy it by faith, nothing went up. Except your faith in your life. 
Come on up. Glory to God. You have something, Miss Donna, to close out? What do you have? Yeah. Spiritual son to you. Yes, he is. Family to me. Yes, he is. And you and me, Kevin, Sean, and Elise are supposed to lock shields because he can't do it for himself. I hear you. There's something about today with him. Oh, it's right. I, I get don't it. Know what. Well, this is one again. On has today? Okay, Miss Don. Has today not been a day of demonstration? Okay. So if it's about him, it's about all. Can we demonstrate this? Yeah. And I know he's a spiritual son to you in this house. Yeah. And yeah. a lot of people here don't know him. But yeah, I do. He's had him in my prayer for probably a couple of weeks, and I'm unwilling to let the enemy have him. I understand. Me too. It'll not be. Find the lock and shield and do it he can't Let's lock a shield and do it. All right, there's an anointing here. So I want you, Sean, uh, Elise, and who else did you say? Brother Kevin, that's fine. Okay, there's connections here. Do that as he's believing God. Because here's the thing I see, and by the Spirit, listen now. We're going to act out what they saw. And I know she trusts me. I'm going to act out what I see because I'm adding to it. I'm, I didn't know the shield part until I saw you say that. And I thought, that's why he said that. Uh, I understand that. Well, that's the point. Because every person represents a supernatural component of the whole. It's divine connection. For example, I would represent where he's supposed to be, the church, as a pastor. But then the nature is you have covenant relationships. This is, I, I get it. I totally get it. And so you've got blood connection here, right? And so, honey, come on. Come on here. Jacob, come here. We believe in God and we're going, now y'all turn and face the congregation. They're going to put their hands toward y'all. Y'all lock arms. What we're going to do, in fact, why don't we do this? Why don't we do this? Come over in the middle. Because all we're going to do is stand behind you. Just because of what the representation is. Now, y'all take a step up so we can stand behind you. Come here, honey. Just in fact, get behind Donna. Put your hands on her. Jacob, come up here with me. Come right here. Stand beside your mom there. Or here, let's swap. Let's just do this right here. Get over there. I'll get right here. Because I represent a lot of things. Pastor, covenant church, ministry, relationship. It's all the representation. All right. Reach over there and touch Sean on the shoulder. We're covenant connected. Now y'all raise your hands toward them. Now do not, whatever you do, don't miss this moment. I'm going to tell you why. Because there are people connected to you that you know in your heart you're unwilling to leave them hanging out there by themselves. And you have more authority because of your connection than other people do. They don't even think about them. But God's granted you. He put them in your heart for a reason. Now it's time for you in this moment to not only believe with us, but it's a mutual thing that's going to happen. And we're supernaturally connecting in the name of Jesus by the Holy Ghost. We're supernaturally connecting now with your family your extended kin, your covenant connections. What a day. 
Oh, 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 oh. Y'all get ready. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Brian Mitchell! Yeah, you heard me. Turn and face me, son. Yeah, you heard my voice. You're turning to it. Yes. Yes, you heard me above the waves. You heard me above the ocean that's pouring over your soul from the spirit of the world. I break your power, Satan. Get your hands off of his mind and his ears and his eyes. Be open. Now, Brian, it's okay, son. Your father loves you. It's time to come home. There's a robe and a ring and some shoes waiting on you, son. The bread is great in the house of the Father. Come on home. Angels, go help him. Lift him up. Get under his arms. Carry him on eagle's wings. Out of bondage. Into the connection he's supposed to be in. Today! Now! And we surround you with a shield. And we lift up the covering shield. The defending shield of saving faith. And we thank you. Faith saves you, son. And your faith comes alive. It may be a smoldering flax like the wick of a candle. Maybe it's barely lit. But I'm saying it's fanning into flame. It is still there in seed form and it's coming alive. In fact, Brian, you represent an entire company of spiritual sons and daughters. It's time for them to come home. And we call them home today. And in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the supernatural work you've done in this company. Oh, glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Brother Kevin, this is interesting. This is going all the way to Idaho. Yeah. It's going into Nicaragua, Honduras, Mexico. Oh, my goodness. This is going all over the world. Wow. Now, by the Holy Ghost, <clears throat> call out whatever name you need to call out. Somebody else doesn't have to hear it, but heaven needs to hear it. <clears throat> needs to come across your tongue. Come home. Wake up. Be free. Wake up. And be free. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Now, whatever comes out of these gates, hold! and a company and a covenant 
We win this. Whatever God's will is. He raised me up that I would lose nothing, he said. Everything that's been lost has to come back. You hear me? It's not God's will that you get to the end of your life and look back and say, well, I just, I had the opportunity for that and I just lost that. No, sir. In Jesus' name. Now I'm going to tell you one final thing here by the Holy Ghost. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. One of the reasons that I wanted to get into so much more of the teaching side, because you've got to deal with those thoughts and do your very, very best, very best. Lift your eyes up and realize you do not have to figure out what restoration looks like. That's the first step to destroying the whole process. That's not up to you. Because listen, you don't, see, restoration is not going back to what was. Because what was is what caused what is. And not a one of you is supposed to go back to what was. Lift up your eyes. He's a creator. If he can create a job that didn't exist just to give you a supply, he can create a future. Whatever that looks like. Let him paint the canvas. You just hold. So whatever comes out of those gates, he can get in my restoration. Others may cut and run, but I'm holding In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I love y'all. You know that? No, it ain't God. Woo! More ammunition. Release of supplies. I see it a great release, like somebody pulling a chain for boom. And replenishment troops are on the way. Angels are holding up your arms. I love you. God bless you. You're blessed today. I believe heaven's done some great things today. How about you? Yes, sir. Anybody glad they came to church? Yes, sir. Wow. Yes, sir. I love you. I hope you're glad you came to church. Yes. Remember this as we sign off. It's going to be a great day. Jesus is coming soon.